0: Blob Talk Radio
1: There is no earthy way of mowing <laughs> Good man, a of time. Which direction we are going Never that wrecked Camino It
0: would have been D.W.I.
1: A tipping point. Good evening. Good evening,
2: ladies and gentlemen, and welcome once again to the tipping point tonight's guest. I'm very excited about this one. We've got the sensational Jay Purview, JTL, Jay Fury going to be on tonight, and who's he going to be on with? Why, it's me, Stephen Platinum, and of course, the man, the leader of this show, the man who makes it all happen, Larry Goodman. How are you doing tonight, Larry?
0: Well, I'm doing fairly well, Stephen. I Just just a note, <laughs> don't eat Chinese food in Snellville, Georgia. I had the worst Szechuan chicken ever in S- wow. Snellville, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was, it was bad. But other than that, I'm doing just... <laughs> dandy tonight just dandy how about yourself well,
2: fantastic i'm doing great i'm here in uh, clearwater florida the home base of scientology um and uh, had a great day <laughs> with the kids uh taught them how to play basketball for the first time i used hey. to be quite the quite the basketballer myself and you know father pride happening even the little one i was just like i don't know if she can hit a shot at the t- on the 10-foot rim She was thinking them. And then the more, the better she did, the more she was into it. So it's like we had a great time with basketball. So it was wonderful. But, yeah, and, you know, with all this stuff happening in wrestling, it's just been, I don't know that I put out this much content in a long time. (laughs) It certainly feels that way, you know. Well, yeah, (laughs) after
0: having a period where it didn't seem like there was that much to talk about, there's been more than enough (laughs) to talk about. Wow! Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, we we have some local
2: ish stuff to talk about, right? Starting with Pro South.
0: Yeah. So Pro South, you know, they had their first show back, um, in Piedmont last Friday night, and I understand they've now got eight Friday nights in a row locked in. Although I also, I th- believe I heard, and this might have been from Ace Haven, that the state's looking at stop it, it, changing that thing of only one show per day. Yes, they um, should. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but poor Ace, man. I mean, first night back, it, there was only one match on that show, I believe, that took place as planned. He had, wow. He had five lineup changes. Some A couple he knew about in advance. Clyde Braddock was a complete no-show, night of show. Um, Jeter had an emergency, that family emergency that kept him away. Um, one of the guys was quarantined. One of the guys, it turns out, is too young to actually be licensed in Alabama. Oh, boy. <laughs> so anyway, what's, what's
2: the, what, do you have to be 18 or 21? or?
0: You know, I'm guessing. It was Caden Uden's the guy, and I, I didn't know Uden was that young. But that's okay. I, I didn't get the age thing, but yeah, he's actually too young to be licensed, which kinda of begs the question. He was he was wrestling there before and I thought everybody had to be licensed before any of this <laughs> took place.
2: Maybe he's the Benjamin Buttons of wrestling and an <laughs> of-
0: <laughs> So anyway, well, he had to make the best out of a decimated lineup and uh he admittedly by Ace himself it wasn't his best night, but man, even on his even on his best night he would have had a tough time with that much of a lineup change. So so there's that. We'll see how things go from here. Um but yeah, yeah, he's got eight 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 Friday nights straight, uh for sure coming wow. up. Wow. Yeah, I yeah, know I'm, yeah, I'm no, going we...
2: to look at that show. Ace asked me to look at their show. I just I mean this weekend what can I say, Larry? Things blew up. I mean, uh, with everything going on. Is is there anything else you wanted to talk about wrestling wise before we got into um the speaking out thing?
0: Well, just on the that we now have two indoor shows, uh besides of course the the Paul Lee show that already took place uh at least two indoor shows that are announced um the debut of heritage championship wrestling at the landmark arena and the return of southern fried championship wrestling on August 1st to the uh boys and girls club in Monroe
2: yes yeah, so we got southern honor that's going to make um, an announcement on July 1st. Apparently, they already yeah. have the court booked because they said, you know, this is going to be defended, this is going to be defended, this is going to happen. They just need to tell us the date, which I thought was an yeah. interesting way to go about it. Um, I, you know, it's, one, it's hilarious that the Paul Lee show, which which has to get mentioned for posterity, like nobody really acknowledges it. Um, I think that's really funny. And two, um, you know, these indoor shores shows that are happening. Um, I mean, I'm curious. I'm, I'm glad they're all going to have safety measures in place and all of that good stuff. I am curious, uh, what, what, like your personal feeling, Larry, like, are you going to go to those shows? If I you're available.
0: Take, I'm taking a wait and see on indoor shows. I wish mm-hmm. both of them had taken wait. Both of those promotions had taken wait and see on indoor shows, announced to date without specifying indoor or outdoor because in both cases they had the option of running outdoors and still do have the option of running outdoors. I would kind of want to leave that open at this point. Um, given the way things are, are going, who knows where we're going to be in two weeks, four weeks. Um, I'm kind of waiting to see what kind of a, um, capacity limits they decide on for those shows. Um, David Manders was going to be meeting with the folks at the Boys and Girls Club, and that was going to be one of the topics of the discussion was, like, you know, how they were going to work that. I don't know what Heritage has in mind for Landmark on that score. So that's mm. that's kind of where I'm at.
2: Oh, Heritage. Uh, yeah, Heritage. Tell me about Heritage. Like, I look at that card. I mean, do you know who's running that thing?
0: Yeah, it's it's uh, it's Asriel's baby.
2: Oh, that's Asriel's thing. Oh that's very exciting. That's very exciting.
0: Yeah. yeah, so I I'm I'm rooting for him and he's got I know he's got some good ideas. Uh and I also know that their event their hoped for eventual destination arena is not landmark. Um but yeah. we shall see how how that how all that plays out. Oh that's fascinating. Well yeah, I mean, you know,
2: the shows are not happening. Um in Florida, they're happening with increasing frequency. I'm I'm of the wait and see attitude as well. But if if I'm going to go back to a show in the near future, it's probably going to be WXW on July mm-hmm. 11th. Mm-hmm. But that feels really soon, you know. Um, so um, we'll see. But that's the show that I'm sort of scheduling. Like okay. Now, they they do the distancing thing and the way that building's set up, you can socially distance very easily. And I'm a big mask and all that stuff guy. So I could certainly go to the show. Um, And I'm excited because, I mean, so it goes, you know those old SAT things like this is to this is this is to that. Um, Georgia wrestling schools are, I mean, you know, the – nightmare factory are to Georgia wrestling schools that actually have a WXW is in Florida.
1: You know, right, they both right. was,
2: these are the, these are the two schools that are sending people. These are the two schools that are having people show up on WWE and AEW. And uh, so I definitely want to keep that tie to WXW. Plus I really liked how they had the show laid out, even just how their security was. It just, I'm, <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm gonna go to a show, I'm, I'm spoiled. Like I want to have a good time, and I want to feel like I'm in the hands of people who know what they're doing. And WXW definitely fits that bill.
0: Yeah, so. doesn't seem too much to ask. Hey, before we uh, talk about the other news of the day, one other one AEW Dark note. Of course, we have a lot of our usual Georgia suspects will be on the show that's on tonight. Uh, yeah. I, I see Lee Johnson, David Ali fabulous moose uh and Griff Garrison and uh, maybe Pete. Miss Oh Pineapple Pete of course yep but uh you know you noted how well Garrison did his first time out and yeah. apparently AEW thought similarly not only bringing him back this time but bringing him back next time and flying him in
2: Yeah I was I thought Garrison did the best job as far as like on your debut on AEW Dark I thought David Ali also did a really great job in a very difficult job. Now, his job was much harder because getting squashed by someone like Lance Archer, I mean, that's a rough gig, you know? Uh, But he made Lance Archer look great. Um, Even poor old Dylan had to go out there and get flattened by Lance Archer in the (laughs) same thing. So, really tough. Um, But, yeah, um, AEW Dark has very quietly done a show. You know, I'm going to... Because we have Tipping Point tonight, I'm not currently watching it, of course. I'll do everything tomorrow morning. I will watch it early in the morning and then uh, file my report. But I've noticed that now AEW Dark is a thing that gets covered, whereas before it got zero coverage. But now people are beginning to put in show reports. So it's the kind of show report that I think is kind of silly for something like AEW Dark, like breaking down the matches itself since there's squash matches. Uh, right. It seems like a really weird thing to discuss the like hold by hold, blow by blow. Um, I'm more interested in it as sort of an entity because I feel like it's one of those things where I'm not so sure everybody at AEW who are higher ups are behind the show, but the show kind of continues to evolve and move on in spite of that. And I find that really interesting. I, I really love it just because we get to see Georgia and Florida people. Again, we don't know how lucky we have it. I don't think sometimes because every other part of the country is being frozen out of these things, and it's all Georgia. It's mostly Georgia people with some Florida people thrown in, and so it's a great yeah. time to be in
0: these two states. That's for sure. Well, and of course, the elephant in the room the uh what's 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 mm. happening with uh, speaking out, huh?
2: Well, you know, so Impact announced they're getting rid of, what, Joey Ryan.
0: Yeah. Joey
2: Ryan him. seems to be, Joey Ryan is it seems to be, and I mean, I don't want to speak too soon because this story is constantly evolving. There's new names, there people bringing up old names, and all this stuff of these guys getting into trouble. Joey Ryan seems to be the worst of the bunch, though, as far mm-hmm. as what he's done. More, I mean, I, I how many different people have now sort of, Spoke it up about Lots. him, I believe. Lots, <laughs> it's like a, do- a dozen or more, right? And um, again, I, you know, I was going to tell this story. I'm going to still tell it on Patreon, but I'll, I'll just tell it in a truncated version here. And this had to be ten years ago. Um, a friend of mine, who I will, I will just take details, all those details out. But a friend of mine, um, they had booked Joey Ryan for a thing. And uh, so Joey Ryan was staying at his place. And he went out to like go to the grocery store to get food for Joey Ryan and his girlfriend. So he was gone for literally like five minutes, came back, and Joey Ryan had already, it was like having sex with his girlfriend. Like
0: some girlfriend.
2: And then, yeah, right. And then, and then. <laughs> Joey, but Joey, but here's the part of the story that really rankled me. And now I, but at the time I thought these, this can't be real, but now I'm convinced that it is. And apparently Joey Ryan was like super contrite and self-loathing about it and being caught and just like, I'm sorry, man. I just can't, I'm just dumb. And I just hate myself. And I don't know why I keep doing this. This was 15 years ago, and the guy already had this sort of like twisted notion of, you you know, he was like, I, I mean, you know, I don't want to rankle people by using this term, but, you know, like sex addict, like, but clearly he's somebody who is selfish beyond measure. The real like heart of Joey Ryan is just a guy who's going to indulge and do it at whoever's expense, regardless of the consequences to the other person. And I mean, is there a worse kind of scumbag than that? Um, I thought Jim Cornette handled his dalliance in Spooce, about as good as you can handle it, um, which is to go, all right, well, you know, you can try to kink shame me, but that's not going to work. You know, like, yeah, I mean, my wife are real freaky deaky and we're into some freaky deaky stuff, but nothing where we use leverage and, I, you know, I'll break down – This is the problem with going at someone like Cornette is he's such a detailed guy. If you've ever read a Cornette book, like, he gets notes on everything. So, you know, if yes. you want to go timeline with Cornette, he'll explain. He's like, nope, I remember because I was having corned beef hash at the, <laughs> <laughs> at the diner on that date with blah, blah, blah. Like, so, you know, he broke it down how basically what he was being accused of, which was the worst part of it, I should say, was – you know, he was offering TV time or, or threatening people's careers if they wouldn't sleep with his wife and all that kind of stuff. And he showed how clearly in the timelines that these people were trying to say that couldn't have been the case because he had no influence um, at the point where people were trying to nail him.
0: So, well, and you and I had, had a private conversation about Cornet. A couple of them, I think. And you know, I said that I was aware from—I guess that was in our little discussion group—but I was aware of some of that from. In Smoky Mountain, when I used to go up there, when I first started writing reports, there was something going on. There was a there was a yeah. weird vibe. Something was going on, but it didn't involve at least from what little from, I wasn't privy to a whole lot of stuff there. Okay, but from what I directly observed and from what people told me, it didn't involve the wrestlers. It involves this this group of hardcore fans, this small group of fans. But there was definitely. Mm-hmm something going on along the lines of what Cornet was talking about uh, last night. So that part yeah. didn't surprise me. The, the, the part I wondered about was the coercion. Um, right. And, yeah, so.
2: Well, and you know. I mean, this is obviously a topic that I'm sure by the time we do the next show, um, I was, I, I can't promise this is going to happen, but, you know, they have the new, and we're going to bring Jay on in just a second, uh, but we, they have that new, um, wrestling league forming in texas i believe i think uh, thunder rose is a big part of it that Mission wrestling right the all women's where it's like women are going to do everything they're going to book they're going to promote they're going to be all the talent they're going to be the referee they're going to basically it is an all women's show controlled by female workers and um and so i got in contact i didn't run it by you first but I got in contact with Under Rosa uh, just because I, I think a lot of her. I think she's phenomenal. And so I'm trying to nab her as our guest in two weeks. Oh, outstanding. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I just thought, especially in light of, I mean, because this story is still coming out with all the speaking out stuff. I mean, it's, I, it's nowhere close to done. I'll say that. I, I just no. have this feeling that no. more and more names. I mean, I saw today that, like, you know, now there's people that I know in Florida who are getting caught up in it, and I'll talk more about that in two weeks. And then I saw that there were a couple of like local personalities in Georgia who are now sort of swept up in the drama with other indie guys and all this kind of stuff. So this story is going to keep going on and on. Um, um, but is he available? Because I, I did not see anybody, anybody
0: in way. the, in the green room yet. So sure. let me, let me talk a little bit. Okay. Did you, uh, I took some notes yeah. on the uh, Mr. Wrestling two uh, special yeah. that the Peach State Pandemonium guys did. And, I was reminded. Seriously, check it out if you haven't listened. Yeah, yeah. What a wonderful uh, thing to listen to. Some of the stuff they touch on there. If you want to learn some some Georgia wrestling history and just some wrestling history period of that territory uh, time frame, these guys are just great to listen to. You know, it's it's, it's just really like guys sitting on a back porch or something talking. You know, it's just it's slow and it's easy and it's easy listening. But if like a few of the things that came up in that discussion, um, Jerry Oates talked about uh when he was getting started in the business and he was trained by Dickie Steinborn and that uh, he was uh Terry Funk was in town and so he went over to meet Terry Funk. Uh and uh F- Funk uh said looked at him, he said, So you want to be a wrestler? He said, Yeah yeah I'm training, you know he said, Well you look you're kinda of wormy. Now at that <laughs> point Jerry Oates was six foot two 210. He wrestled wow. at he wrestled at his best weight was about 240 245. But even at that point he was 6 foot 2, 210, and he was wormy. Wormy. But that was 1970. A little different standard than now. <laughs> yeah, I mean
2: I again I you know I was going to um and uh, let me give credit where it's due and I know you hate when I do this. But uh, Larry Goodman is responsible for that show getting put together. Um, I just, I, I felt as if it was super important to talk about wrestling too. And so Larry um, got, the, got the band back together for Peach State, State Pandemonium to do that thing. And uh, I just thought it came across great. I was actually going to call in. I had sort of studied thoroughly about wrestling too. And I had read uh, Jeff G had gotten me a hold of all the stuff that Meltzer said in the um, wrestling two. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I was, I was going to kind of throw in stuff as I thought it was necessary. But, frankly, I was just enjoying the vibe of the guys. Like you said, I it's very relaxed. And, and, uh, and I was just like, let me not call it and ruin this, because I just felt like they had it well in hand. You definitely want to listen to that show for Peach State Pandemonium. But Larry was responsible for that thing happening. Again, it's just one of the great and important things about Georgia wrestling history. Uh, between that and all the coverage that's going on right now, And frankly, the work that I'm doing, um, I I just, there's no other states got this, folks. They just don't. People can lie to themselves. They don't. I follow California wrestling. I'm here in Florida. There's no kind of varied coverage and show report stuff like you get in Georgia. So we should all be very grateful for that.
0: Well, thanks for that. And thanks to those guys for coming together to do that show. It was great to hear them all back together again on there. Uh, one last thing we got Jay on the line, but uh the, yeah. they mentioned a- along the way that the Oats gym is back operating in Columbus, Georgia. Jerry Oates is back in Columbus has reopened the gym, the famous gym back before there were a lot of wrestling t shirts that's one t shirt I used to see way, way back was that oats gym t shirt um so nice. he's back in back in business in Columbus, but we're joined right now by the man himself here, former NW Wildside interview, Anarchy Ring of Honor, FIP, PCW star. Yes, did a little bit of that. One, yes, yes. The one and only Jay Fury. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on, y'all? What's going on, Jay?
1: <laughs> hey, what's happening?
0: good?
2: Thanks for calling in, man. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna hit you with a. I'm gonna hit you with a big question right off the jump. Here's my big question. So. Okay. With, with, with Black Lives Matter happening With I mean t- this is just a tumultuous time In general right When you, when you mm-hmm. think back of, when, you, when you think about the wrestling business um, I mean Larry might ask you A different question I'm going to ask you this question When you look at the wrestling business now One how do you feel about it As somebody like who's now not really Involved in it um, But knows all about it how do you what do you think about the wrestling business, and do you think things are going to change in general in the national scene and the local scene
1: um I think once you um, um once everything dies down and yeah it's back to normal will we still have black champions still will we will everything still be going forward with the movement is going with today or is it just publicity so we can take um get people off their backs and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Right now, I think it's, it's cool right now. You know what I'm saying? You can't complain right now, but once, if all said and done, once everything is over with, is it going to be different or they're going to go back to the way it was? So that would be my assessment on it, if they um, change in that area.
2: Yeah. Cool.
0: Jade. During, since we're on this, during, during your career, did you um, encounter blatant racism during your, during your wrestling career?
1: I got called the N words in my face one time. Mm. Yep, Oof. I've dealt with it before.
2: Yep, it's it, it's um it's crazy. Yeah. Word, I mean, I, I get, I, you don't have to say where it happened, but, like, how early in your career was that? Was that, like, right from the jump or?
1: That was, yeah, that was close to the beginning.
2: Jesus.
0: Did you ever feel like it influenced how you were booked or not booked or how well you were pushed or not pushed?
1: Um, I don't think, Um, I mean, at Wildside, with uh, Caprice Coleman, Rayman, and guys like that uh, doing their thing. Um, I don't, I don't know if me getting booked, because I, I mean, I went against Slim, Cool Chef Delay, and all them all day and whatnot, you know what I'm saying? So, I didn't get left out of the fold and whatnot, you know what I'm saying? Um, Mm -hmm. So, I wouldn't necessarily say because I'm black, this is why this didn't happen and whatnot. I think that, I think the card may have been Really, really full because back in the day, Wildside you used to be stacked like it was stacked, yeah. stacked And uh, like I said, I think that's one of the one of the reasons why probably like that push never really came the way I the way I would have wanted. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. When you know, speaking of that time, um Bill Barons and others have been putting up a lot of old Wildside stuff. So. You've been getting a lot of love lately. I don't know if you know that, but you've been getting a lot of love lately. Um, you know, they had the match where you and Slim and the others had the ladder and you were throwing people down. on those, You know, you're using it like a slide with the chairs. Like that match went up and all this other stuff. And so there's like a new group of people that have never seen that stuff who are now seeing it. Um, at the time right. when you guys were doing that I mean, you guys were just You guys were going all balls out I mean, all that stuff When I watch it, I go It still holds up You know, it doesn't feel dated It does—it still feels, like Energetic and risky And all of that stuff still When you were doing that stuff Like, what was going through your guys' minds? Because, I mean, some of those spots If you've never seen those matches Are, like, insane, right? Like, what were you guys right. trying to do? Were you trying to were you trying to steal the show? Was it like we have to top this other thing going on? What were oh, yeah. you thinking about?
1: Yeah. yeah, it was always trying to steal the show. Um, I got my, I got my um, not being scared of going to the uh, springboards and stuff like that from watching Slim J. Um, mm. Slim J used to do so much crazy stuff like that out there and the reactions he used to get and whatnot. And I'm like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like I need to set my game up because I need to do something different and whatnot. So when we did matches like that, um, I didn't have the um I I mean, that was wrong about me still kinda of being new to the business in a sense. So yeah. You it, it was one I, I said my piece, I kinda of, I was kinda of letting the the guys who knew what they were doing also do what they do. And um like, Slim came up with the slide thing and whatnot, you know what I'm saying? Like, he came up with those spots, like, those crazy spots like that, and he wanted to take those spots like that. And uh Slim's crazy. <laughs> Slim, <laughs> Slim has always been crazy like that, man. Um, uh, But, yeah, like, when we did those spots like that and whatnot, it was always – we was always trying to get that still the house, I mean, still the show um mentality, uh, especially that last show, man. That last show at Wild Wildside. Yeah, we yeah. were trying to take that whole card. We were we, we were trying to take
0: it. Well, you know, and then Jay, you wound up, of course, uh, getting to do FIP, getting to do Ring of Honor, getting to wrestle right. people like Roderick Strong and Daniel Bryan. Um, yeah. How did it? How did that come about? Where you? Were you? Where you got in that position?
1: Well, that was um, uh, Rainman and Bill Barons. Um, because Bill Barons became my agent, so Bill Barons was getting me bookings, and he was coming. Hey kiddo, you going to Florida this weekend? So he will let me know where I was going and stuff like that. Um, but once I got down there, it was up to me to actually get get their attention. And um, Gabe, in those days, Gabe was like, if you if you showed him the ounce of talent, if you showed him anything, he was gonna uh, work with you. He was gonna try to work with you and see what he can get. What he can get from I me, mean, he fed me guys. I mean, before I stopped wrestling, he fed me Brian Danielson, uh, um, uh, all of them guys and whatnot. So it was uh, and I really appreciate that from him. You know what I'm saying? Cause he really didn't have to do that.
2: Yeah. Jay, you know, with with, I, I feel like right now wrestling, like, this is a great time to be an indie wrestler. I feel like you know, there's so many places to work where you can make it's not a living from it. You know, you can like when I found out how much the guys were getting paid to job on AEW Dark, I almost had a heart attack, right? Like you're you're getting a grand yeah. to wrestle like a, in a squash match. Like like that's what it is now, right? And all these guys are getting paid. Yeah. Do you feel like I always feel like and I'm this is just me being bragging on myself, right? I always felt like I was like, if it was 20 years, if I had started somehow 20 years earlier, that I would have been in the big time. I think there was more room for a guy mm. that did what I did back then. Do you feel like if your time was now, say, and you were, like, young and just into wrestling and doing what you did, do you feel like you would have been one of these guys that would have been in AEW or in NXT and that kind of thing?
1: I mean, be perfectly young, you, I would have made it back then, too. It just, like, it mm. was my my heart my heart for wrestling stopped. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it wasn't nobody uh, that made me stop or anything like that. It just, my heart yeah. just stopped being into it. And, um, like, there's no question I would have been, I know I would have been something back then. Because uh, I was in the same classes with Punks and uh, Rodriguez and the uh, Joes and all those guys, you know what I mean? When those guys were getting a buzz going, David Richards, you know what I'm saying? All these guys, I was I was yeah. really literally in the same class and I was getting a push from Gabe in the FIP, you know what I mean? So I, I there's no question back then, I, I know I would have, you know what I'm saying? Nowadays it's more easy, especially with social media. You can create your own gimmick and do whatever you want to. It's like a, um, uh, a buffet of what you want to just do for yourself, and you can put it out there and let people know this is what you is and this is how you are and this is how you work, and people can book you out there. You don't have to rely on um, the old school way like I had to with Bill telling me Hey, you know what I'm saying? Like you going over here, or have to send a tape and mail it, or anything like that. You know what I mean? So it's much easier to uh, get around and do what you need to do in this business right now. And I mean, that's not. I mean, I, I hate it a little bit because you know what I'm saying. What was that at when I was <laughs> when I was wrestling? You know what I mean?
2: But uh, <laughs>
1: you know what I'm saying. But I mean, to the get people that's actually doing it out there now, like it, you can't really be mad at them for it. It is what it is. It's, it's, it's how the game right. changed.
2: Sure. I, you know, like when you look at your career, um, and I mean, I, I'll, I'll always remember, of course, I'll always think about, you know, thicker ground. Like anytime fall, I think about thicker ground. And I remember the first one where you're wrestling Samoa Joe. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong about this part of the story. So you're wrestling Samoa Joe in the main. And uh, of course, you wrestled your ass off. And it was incredible. Match. I mean, think about how insane that was. So we had like Samoa Joe in Samoa Joe's prime. Like wrestling on our AT show and yeah. uh, with Cole Cabana, I mean like Cole Cabana, awesome. Like I think about that and I just go like, what the fuck was I thinking about, right? Like, but so <laughs> but you wrestled Samoa Joe and didn't didn't Samoa? I mean just from the the, the bill that I had to pay, we're not even going to talk about that. But like, but, but you wrestled Samoa Joe and you had this great match and didn't he ask you like, Jay, where the fuck you been, right? Like yeah. you know like yeah.
1: I got that question man. when um, when uh, Adam Pierce and all them, because I met them at the hotel when I was coming out. And They were like, "What the fuck you been?" And it was like, nah, I got to answer this question." <laughs> and, so, you know what I'm saying? Like I <laughs>
0: told them Could you expand on that a little more, Jake? I mean, you were so goddamn talented. And what what when you yeah. you sort of lost your heart for? It, what kind of what happened?
1: Um when it came down when it came down to it i um I was on the road a lot and I was traveling and stuff like that and like i was uh i felt like I was in it alone i mean i speak i was, i felt like it was just you know what i mean it was just me and and I was learning a lot, and you know what i'm saying i was don't get me wrong, I was learning a lot, and I was just going through things that i just by myself i felt like i couldn't i couldn't deal with, because like I said, there's certain racism in the wrestling that I was seeing that I wasn't liking also. You know, there were certain yeah. things that were going on behind the scenes, certain politics and stuff like that, and anybody that knows me, I'm not one of them. I'm not a, um, uh, hey, okay, I know you bullshitting me, but it's okay. I'm not one of them type of people. So I kind of, I've been like that all my life. I go away from what I feel like is bullcrap, bull you know what I'm saying? And I... Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I just get away from it, you know what I'm saying? Or you know what I'm saying, I blow up on it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it just you know I'm like it was the one one or the other, you know what I'm saying? I kinda made my decision. About time I feel bad because when I got to Gabe, when about the time I got to Gabe, I was already at that stage of feeling like that. You know what I mean? So mm. you know even though I got to Gabe, you know what I'm saying, it was like, okay, I'm just doing these shows, it's it's not it's not feeling like fun anymore. It's feeling like a, a job now. I feel like I'm just going in here and I gotta say the right things and this that and the third and you know what I mean like it it, it just wasn't for me no more in, in that aspect. You know what I mean? And the rest is history, you know what I'm saying? Like I just decided to and I wound up talking to Gage, um after I left, uh on my on my to <laughs> <I wound> <laughs> I wound up talking to Gabe on my face, and I told him like uh, I was thinking, I was thinking about coming back and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? And Gabe uh told me he was disappointed that I did it because he had plans for me and whatnot. And I said I understand and whatnot. He said if I bring you back, it's gonna be back at the bottom. But the fact that he was he was even thinking about bringing me back, period. I thought I just stop, go to show you what kind of guy he was. You know what I'm saying? Or what he saw in me at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, what I'm saying? I'll give so much love to Gabe because Gabe really, really, really didn't have to do what he did for me or even uh, uh, say he'll give me another chance when I talked to him that time. You know what I mean? And he did. So, like, I'll give Gabe all the love for that.
2: Isn't that wild? Because, I mean, like, you know, Evolve ran into all kinds of financial trouble. And then so the WWE basically bought out their tape library and closed them. Like, that happened in the last three or four days. And so, like, I remember mm-hmm. thinking about that because, you know, almost all the shows I went to in Florida once I got here were Gabe shows, right? And, uh, mm-hmm. and I just remember thinking, like, that's crazy that he's out of the game. Now, I don't know if he's going to get a job somewhere else in wrestling or whatever, but just the thought that he was not captaining a ship really got to me, um, where I was just like, that's kind of crazy, right? Because, like, just for, for, so people know in this timeline, um, so when Jay's career really took off, when he, when you, when you were doing all of this stuff, it was sort of in between It's when I was running WWA four, and then that relationship with Frank ended. And then I didn't get mm-hmm. my thing going until late 2009. So that's when Jay really, that's when like you and like Davey Richards, like yeah. that's when you guys really kind of struck out and really made it um, like really, were making it happen. And so so people might be confused because they're like, well, when Jay came to PCW, that was a totally, I I don't think people understand, like, PCW in, like, 2010 on was a different thing. Because that's when I was just like, we had already been through all the bullshit, and then we got to be in control of everything. So the shows were wild. I mean, we did so many shows. I mean, I don't think indies in Georgia understand. Like, we were doing two shows a week minimum. Like we were just yeah. cranking out shows. And, you know, that's when everybody was on was on point, you know, like Nemesis was happy for a while and the concrete gorilla thing. Like just we just every crazy thing we would think of, everybody was just down to do it. <laughs> yeah. And people just kept showing up. And everybody kept showing out. Yeah. And, you know, that's when Jay had his highest position where he was basically running the school, basically, you know. Right-hand man, and and that was I'll always look fondly back on that time. You know, the people were like, "Sacred Ground Three was the shit. It was the greatest show," and blah blah blah. And I go like, uh, and I never wanted to rain on people's parades when they say Sacred Ground Three was amazing. It was amazing. Don't get me wrong. Like all the Empire stuff happened and blah blah. blah. But I'll always think of the two or three years prior to that as the time where I thought I did the best because the guys were still still green. And so it was like guys like Shane Marks and Jay Fury who were helping pull the guys like the bullets and bringing them along, you know, Um, or or making sure the women got off and got theirs. I mean, like Pandora, Aisha, like I think of the stuff and not to brag on us, but I'm a brag on us. Like, like everybody now, it's like, oh, women's wrestling. We have to respect women's wrestling. Like we had fucking women's wrestling. Like everybody yeah. else was bullshitting. Everybody else was doing Tracy Taylor against whoever, shaking her ass, doing a little move. We were doing like yeah. Pandora and Aisha oh. in the main event, the legit main event, you know. And oh, yeah. uh, and black and Black Lives Matter and like oh yeah we have to have black like PCW we never even we never even thought of it as a thing we just did it ah. right it was like oh, yeah. this is this yeah. is who we got. We got, like, you know, fuck it, Shane Marks, he's our guy. And everybody, I'll never forget when, I, like, we were thinking, like, how can we get Shane Marks over more? And it was like, what if, what if Dwight Power and his white militant group sort of teamed up with the concrete gorilla Like, Shane Marks is such a threat that they have to, like, like stow their anger towards each other to go get him. And I remember, like, Nemesis was like, no way. That doesn't make any sense. And Jay argued for it. I just remember thinking, like, this is so great. Like, we're able to do stuff, um, you know, just because. Yeah. Like, we were all yeah. we were all in it together for, like, three years. And it really was this sort of beautiful time that I think about. Yeah, with. it was. Yeah, it was. But, I know
1: um, uh, the J Theory that came to PCW, like, I wish I could go back to time and that'd be the Jake Theory that was at Wild Side and um, Anarchy and FIP and West Point because I, in a lot of my matches, I didn't, learn, I didn't learn to, like, fight back a lot, you know what I'm saying, starting out. Yeah. I used to just get my butt kicked and then take my hope spots and I always let them lead, I always let them lead and stuff like that. And back in those days, that's just how it was, you know what I mean? When you're the younger guy or the the newer guy, you just let you just let them lead. And um, like I said, that's what I that's my use I, I kind of wish I could go in as Jay Theory in 2010 on up and go back and be that guy for my mm-hmm. career and see how they, how that would have turned out.
0: Well, Jay, what so what happened with you um, mentally, psychologically, that you were in such a different space in
1: 2010? Um. I was I was away from the business for a while. Like I didn't. I think I I think I got that uh, bug back in me, and I I didn't get that really get that bug until Nims just came to my doorstep one day. And um, I was I was sitting at home and whatnot, my Nims knocked on my door, I ain't talked to him, in God knows how long. You know what <laughs> I mean he just took it on the chance. He took it on the chance to come over to my house, and he was like I got I got a gimmick I want to do with you, and that's when he started running with me with the, talking to me about. The concrete Gorilla, and that's when I wound up. That was before 2010, and that's when I wound up going to going to anarchy with him and doing doing the the deal with Shadow Jackson and Slim J with Nipsey. Okay, that that was when I came back, and then that after that, that's when PCW got going. I was at PCW. Well,
2: yeah, gotcha. I remember right around that time, Larry. Just to put it in a time scale. So yeah. I had gotten I had gotten this idea that because the whole reason PCW wasn't running is Frank Aldrich kept my ring. And so I didn't have a ring and I was broke as a joke. But after a few years of like basically doing every little gig I could, like I would do all this stuff at improv theaters and I was doing fight choreography, but I wanted to get the wrestling thing going. And so it looked like I could scrape together the money for a wrestling ring. And then um, I remember Jay coming over to the house. This is when, this is when I was living in, this is when I had the house in East Point, I think. And so I remember Jay coming over and I had come up with all of these gimmicks and a friend of mine had sketched them all out for me. And so that was the birth of like Grotesque and the War Horses. Like I was like, here's, we won't have a very big crew, but we'll just double up everybody in a mask and they'll all have jobber coming yeah. in for a mask. And yeah, be, I remember Jay good. thumbing through that, that thing and seeing grotesque. And I remember Jay just going like, Oh, this thing. And then Jay just started throwing ideas. And then once all of us got around each other, it's hard to describe, but once all of us get around each other, we would just start throwing ideas out there. And it's just like, Oh, we'll do this. We'll do this. We'll do this. And I was just in the unique position where like, all right, we're just going to do it. And like, okay, we need the grotesque outfit. Fuck it. I'll just buy it. Like, we'll just figure it out. And, um, and it just went for and the band got back together, you know, like everybody yeah. I needed from the old school came back, so like Jay, you know, Shay marks, and that's when I started training up guys like and then that was the new generation, the bullets, vandal, de la vega Brian Brian, Brian <laughs> mhm yeah um, okay and 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 it's so funny, Larry, because like now they're the old man, you know. Like, Brian Blaze is now, like, the, the cornerstone of PCW. I think about that, like, how amazing that is. You <laughs> know, like, he's he's that guy, and now he's just that solid guy for PCW. And, you know, now Matt Hankins runs it, and the boys love him. And, uh, I, you know, it's in good hands. But, yeah, man, that was a golden time where, like, Jay was just right. kind of at the height of the game. Like, physically, he could do anything he wanted to do. But then mentally, he was, he was smart about the game. His like wrestling IQ was always really high for in-ring stuff, but then it was really high for how to get things put over. Um, Jay was always the first guy who was going to volunteer to – like he's the one who made the warhorse gimmick run well in the beginning. And then people took that example – and then did it themselves. It was all about self sacrifice at PCW. Like, it was, you know, yeah. go out there and fucking job. Go out there and, and. And people took pride. Like, how many times can I go out a night in different gimmicks and put people over? You know? <laughs> and it's like, that's when I knew we were going to be okay. When people were like, we would have guests, like prominent wrestling people who came in to job. And like, Austin Creed would drive like a bat out of He would do Rampage on Friday night and then he would drive like a bat out of hell to get there and do our show for free so he could be War Horse Tully Blanchard under a mask for our full <laughs> War Horseman gimmick. And I remember it. He just wanted to be around it. We all wanted to be around. Like and like and Jay and Logan never took a show off. I would just be like, I would think to myself like, you motherfuckers could not do a show. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, the, but the two of them, I just remember Mason and uh, Jay were like, they never took a show off. You know, it was like a really incredible
0: time. It was so much fun. Those for fun shows. Yeah. So, so I, 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 did, I never realized that Jay, when you came back to Anarchy, like I said, it was, I guess that was 2008, That that was really Nemesis is doing. It was. It,
1: yeah. You know, oh, it, that it, was, it, was Nemesis all day. Yeah. I, I wasn't even in the picture at all. He just, Came to my doorstep one day and just told me about it and whatnot. He was like, "Bruh, it ain't gonna work without you, bruh. So you need to come on with it. You know what I'm saying? Stop playing, stop booze. You know how he is. <laughs> stop bullshitting and get off your ass and come on." I'm like, "All right, you know what I'm saying? Like I did it as a favor for him at first, but then I started liking. it. You know what I mean? I started uh-huh. uh, seeing what it was about, and you you was up there, Larry, like them, like that junk was over up there oh, and <laughs>
0: Anarchy,
2: like it like was crazy." crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean to the point where you guys even that... did it,
2: didn't didn't you guys even do it at Rampage? Like it got so over that like yeah, everybody did it wanted it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we did it at Rampage too, yeah.
2: The double burning hammer. I remember you guys did some like double burning hammer on some poor jobber at Rampage and I just went, Oh Jesus <laughs> You know, <laughs> like <laughs> but it was it was one of the few gimmicks that was genuinely like terrifying. Like not, you know, right. not in a, not in a, not in a dangerous way, in a bad way, but definitely like there are people who just have it and people who don't. And like you and Nemesis had it. When Nemesis was on point, oh. dude, you know, what can you say? <laughs> so Yeah. When, uh,
1: when me and, yeah, me and Nemesis have talked about this before we was, um, when we stopped, being a tag team. Oh, no, we were never a tag team. was a faction. When we stopped being cool with each other, that was kind of a shoot also. So when we went against each other in the ring, we actually were kind of beefing in the back also. And one thing about we both was a professional with it, though. And we was like, uh, all right, let's just make it work because this was going on. So there was there a, I had uh, uh, dislocated my finger uh, during <laughs> one of our matches, and it, the bone popped out the skin. So I had to get it uh, uh looked at the hospital and whatnot. So the next show, I wanted to make a uh, a promo about that and just talk about that and just you know what I'm saying like this has gone too far. We supposed to be cool, blase blase. I didn't know what Nemesis was gonna was gonna say. You did. So
2: uh,
1: <laughs> it's the best promo I've
2: ever heard him cut. Was, that's the one Nemesis where he was just like, roasted. Jay, I felt really bad, and then he like pinched you, and he went, squeak, you're soft. Yeah. And, then he said,
1: because, and and yeah. your finger
2: sounded like this, <laughs> and he took out the plastic knife and broke it, yeah. and the whole audience, and we had a jaded, I mean, that was the team All You Can Eat, guys. We had the most jaded audience in wrestling. I love them, because every time we got over on them, I knew it was great, right? And I mean, when he broke that frickin' plastic knife and said, hey, yeah, and your finger sounded like this, snap, and the whole audience went like, Ooh, oh, my God, I can't believe and, so many times you were part of moments that people later went, I can't, I can't believe I was there to get to see it. You know, like they realized yeah. that they were seeing something really unique, really authentic. That's the word. Because PCW was the craziest. I think we did the, like, the wildest, weirdest stuff and sometimes a lot of ha-ha stuff. Then when we went like brutal or we went stuff that just felt real to people, you know, um, it was mm-hmm. ah, so much fun, so much fun. Cause whatever yeah. we wanted, we just forced to like, it was like, all right, this empire thing, we need to put it over the top. And I would just go, like, who's the best. And people were like, just you, Bailey, but he'll never come just you, Bailey, but he'll never come. And it was just like, well, if he's the best, then that's who we're going to get. Cause fuck it, we're the best. So why wouldn't he want to be here? Like that was my thinking all the time. Cause guys like Jay gave me confidence because I knew at the end of the day, you know, I'm not, I can't, I can't wrestle in the ring. Right. So like the guy, everybody had to make me look good and they did, you know, it's like Mojo, wrestle Jay, you know, like I didn't even say it twice. I was just like, we're going to get these top guys in the business and they're going to wrestle our guys and we're going to go over. (laughs) Like, you know, that was PCW's rep is like, yeah, you'll go there and you'll get paid and you'll do your thing. But like, Steve ain't gonna work with you with the like, you know. You're there to make his company look good. It's like, yeah, like, yes. You're here to make us look good. That's it. You know, I, I, right. I'm not, not ass kissing some dude and you know poor Davey, like, I trained that dipshit, and, like, every time he came in, he fucking lost, you know, it was just, like, who am I losing to today, Steve? I'm like, Shane Farns, okay, great.
0: (laughs) You know, it's just, like, you know, that's what wrestling is. (laughs) Yeah, any help making people in the process, definitely. Jay, is there something memorable that we, from your career that we have not touched on yet? What comes to mind?
1: Um memorable. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I, I think the most memorable thing to me was uh, when I came up with J-Trix. Um, and and when, I did, when I did it for the first time. And I did it uh, around, like I did it at a show for the first time. I did it in practice all the time. So Steve and everybody got to see it. So, But once I started, once I did it at NAWA a long time ago, uh, Iceberg was sitting right there. And he was looking at it. And uh, he, he he said, uh, "Yo, we can call it the Matrix." <laughs> I said, oh, "Okay, well, the Matrix, like the Matrix." That's what he was saying. So I think that sticks out more than anything the iceberg name I mean, that that move. Uh
0: huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Hell of a move. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know yeah. that was probably
2: the show. Like this is crazy to even think about. Like that 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 we're all connected. Larry reminded me, Jay, um, that. Larry and I met at an N.A.W.A. Show. Oh, yeah. my show in N.A.W.A. Yeah, when you came up. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. That's, yeah. 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 I remember that. Because I remember Larry was getting, uh, not annoyed with me, but I was definitely, I mean, I whenever I would go to one of the shows with one of the guys, I was balls out. Like, I was, like, so proud. I mean, because I was just like, not that I made that guy, not at all. It was just like, Oh good, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> like you know, it was just like, all right, I trained them, but they're like look them kick out. I was like, I was the biggest fan of the PCW wrestlers. And so when Jay was there, I think it was a ladder match, right? And you guys was like that was a tag
1: team ladder match with popping suplexes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was cheering like mad. I remember Larry looking over at me like what the fuck is going on with this guy? And then Larry put together, like, oh, okay, this is the guy. <laughs> but it was just weird to think that that's when Larry and I met. And I didn't even realize, you know, until Larry brought it up recently. Like, oh, yeah, I have. That's right, we met at that end. I was like, oh, that's right. We met way back. And who knew, right? Here we are in 2020. Crazy. And it's, you know, me and Larry hosting this show. And then Jay Jay's calling in. I It's, it's just, a, what a in the craziest time for the country and everything else that I can remember, you know, where it's just, it's so insane. And now with the speaks out, like wrestling to me, it feels like there's fundamental changes happening. And like Jay said, I hope they stick. I, I, you know, wrestling makes you very cynical. (laughs) I think where you're just like, eh, we'll see. It's like, maybe everything's just going to go back the way it was or blah, 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 blah. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would like to think that it's going to change at least on some level permanently. So, you know, women will be treated better that that will no longer think of like, Oh, I got a wrestling card. Well, we already have one or two black guys. I mean, cause that's what the yeah. business was not that long ago where it was just like, you know, you can have like one fat guy on your card, you can have one or two black guys on your card. I mean, when you think about that, like that's sickening, right? <laughs> it was just like, you're just, "Oh, you can only have one or two black guys, because why would you want more? And it, it just sounds so insane, so hopefully wrestling yeah. gets with it. But it's really only going to get there once you have more guys booking and promoting shows who are black. You know I bet that's just right. me being real. right? You can have a guy like me, but it's not the same. Right. Hankins and I are not the same. the the boys react differently to him than they do to me. And that's I don't I'm not mad about it. It's just the truth. And so I just think it's a good thing, you know. We need more right. of it. So. Right.
0: so Jay, anything you wanna plug before we let you go? What are you up to these days? <laughs> Any projects in the works?
1: <laughs> um no I ain't got no projects really. I'm just uh just out here living my life and um uh... Uh, taking boxing classes and jujitsu classes yeah, and whatnot. So, so just, uh. you know what I'm saying. I'm just yeah, I'm just I, doing a new me. You what know what mean? I mean. But I do want to uh, uh, yeah. give uh some props to uh, Fred Yehi, uh Aja Ferreira, and um Dementia De You know what I mean. I, I, I had a little hand in helping them, in t- yeah. mm-hmm. at certain times and whatnot. You know what I'm saying. And they all are out there just pretty much just doing their damn thing. I was just doing the referee deal and, you know what I'm saying? Uh, dementia is just going out there getting booked left and right. And, you know what I'm saying? And she found something that she loved and she want to do. So, you know what I mean? And Fred, you know, that was a matter of time for Fred got up there and started doing his thing the way he was going to do it and whatnot. So I don't give a uh, shout out to them, them three right there, especially.
2: Yeah, man. Great. Great. Yeah, I mean Jay the the wrestling world's worse for you not being more of a part of it. I won't lie, but um you know, from all accounts like you seem very happy and um, it makes me happy. Uh something something about you know. Jay that that people don't know, like I think a lot of people don't know, is Jay is like I was just talking to this about this with uh Dylan, I believe, from Southern Honor, where I was like you just like, oh, was, you know, people were like, oh, I was looking at some PCW stuff. And, man, some of that shit was unreal. Like the music video stuff. I'm like, oh, it was Jay. It was Jay and it was Al. Um, always did the best. People might not know that about Jay, that his video editing and his touch with wrestling stuff is unbelievable. I mean, the stuff that you did for Stranglehold, I mean, it's the best stuff that they ever had. It looked so pro. And it's just Jay just willed himself to become good at that stuff basically self-taught i believe and it was just like jay could do anything i mean that was you know <laughs> the wrestling iq I and the those- iq iq is high just super high yeah
1: i learned a lot i, I learned a lot of this, this video stuff from nemesis uh nemesis is the one that that really learned from scratch and he really did the homework and i like he's all like right now like he i think his thing is am production um uh, but he is doing, like, videos of uh, rappers you now, like, um, uh, pictures of models and stuff like that. Like, he's actually doing making work and making money off of this off his off thing now. And his video editing has went through the loop. It looked it look like somebody came out of school and did the way he Yeah, good now. for him. You know what I mean? So, yeah, he's, doing, he's really doing his thing now.
2: what's well, cool, man. Well, thank you, Jay, for calling in and really making the show. Um, you know, we're supposed to have a second guest, but I'm honest with you, he didn't call in because uh, it was just a great to talk to you and, you know, soak in some of this love because you're getting a lot of it. <laughs> one of the old <laughs> side matches are going out there and, uh, you know, Hankins has started putting out a lot of PCW stuff from back in the day out there too. So really good to see. Oh okay. Uh, hope you're happy. Hope you're doing your thing. And uh, yeah, man. I appreciate y'all,
0: man. Thank you, Jay. No problem.
2: Well, Larry, man, that was uh thank you. That was a lot of fun for me. Yeah, you yeah in my thank voice. you. That was,
0: that, was, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> so whew,
2: big show for the tipping point this week, hopefully in two weeks uh i shouldn't promise it but uh, yeah we're gonna definitely do i would like to do something along the lines of uh, it'll probably be a show where we're gonna have to talk about this uh, you know speaking out thing a lot um so i'd like to have somebody from mission pro wrestling on just because i think it's a it's a cool concept and i think it's a really timely concept so
0: yeah see, <sighs> if, you, if you can line it up let's do it and i'll have a um a, a plan B, uh, if that does not pan out or in combination, we'll see how it, play, how it goes. You know, usually we're just, as usual, we'll wing it. But I've got a couple other things in the fire here. and We'll see how. So I'm sure we'll be back in two weeks with something good. Right on.
2: Well, Larry, um, you got any big plans for this weekend?
0: I do not. The only show I'm really committed to at this point is a ways off. That's action because they'll be outdoors, but that's not until July 18th. OK, so,
2: well, I'm sure we'll we'll be doing something and, it'll be, you know, I'll have a AEW dark out tomorrow morning and then I'll have a uh, dynamite whew, the morning after that. But other sounds than good. That, I think thanks to Jay Fieri, Um and thank you for Larry Goodman. I'm Stephen Platinum. We'll see you in a couple of weeks for the tipping point.
0: We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio
1: Network.
0: Stay tuned to com for the
1: latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support.